pressed a seal on it. So if you can imagine, God has sent us a letter. And he pressed his seal on it. And we are opening right now. The Lord is saying, the fear of the Lord is your strength. The fear of the Lord is wisdom. We have to have the fear of the Lord. It is, it is an awe. It, it's, it's more than uh, you're not afraid, but you're in awe of God. As if he's standing before you and you are just shaken. You know, we've lost a lot of people that have fallen out of church because they have no fear of the Lord anymore. Right. We need to study this. Yes. We need to grasp it. Yes. God is sending us this letter today that he sealed and he's opening with the fear of the Lord. Woo! We have to move on and there is going to be challenges. But we need to start here. You need the wisdom. You need enlightenment. And God needs you to understand this fear. We praise him this day for this mighty word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Thank you.
it is such a place of joy because it says in the scriptures, in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand is pleasures evermore. That sounds like a place of someone being lost completely in wonder of the love, the majesty, the omnipotence of our almighty God. Let that saturate in us. This is, this is a corporate word. This is what the Lord wanted us all to hear. That we need to understand the fear of the Lord. And the wisdom is the beginning of that. And when you understand the scope, that it's beyond anything that you could ever think or imagine. And that when you think you've got it figured out, there's always more. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. When you think you had as much, as much love as you can take, there's always more. There's always more grace. There's always more love. There's always more. Hmm.
sit in this for a second. I want you to take advantage of this moment. Because if you walked in with something, don't walk out with something. You understand? If you walked in with something, leave it here. Come cry out to him.
stuck. Um, and it's awesome. You can pray for yourself. So I know there's a lot of people that go, yeah, I want freedom. I want to do that. But I'm afraid to walk up and have somebody lay hands on. But here's the thing. You don't need to. <laughs> you can sit down right where you're at. You can stand right where you're at. And you can cry out to him and say, Jesus, take it. Whatever it is. Whatever's going on. Whatever's going on inside, you just ask him to take it, to heal you, to, to do whatever it is. So as they just keep moving in what this is, I want you to do that. So, so you don't have to come up here. I want you to stay right there and speak the name of Jesus over yourself. Speak the name of Jesus over your family. Speak the name of Jesus over your situation. Okay, we don't need to do that up here with everybody touching you and laying hands on you. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's try it a little bit different. He's empowered you to do the same thing. He's empowered you to do the same thing. So let's just take a moment and do that right where you're at. And anything you want to do, you can get as loud as you want, as quiet as you want. But you just cry out to him, whatever's going on, whatever, whoever you need to pray for. I'll tell you this, we walked out <laughs> yesterday just out of obedience. We went to do something. And I met a lady online that we were trying to buy something for. see her but I got to see her husband as we showed up and looked at it we didn't even want it we didn't end up buying it and as I was driving away she messaged me again and said hey you said you were at prayer and I was like yeah I've been at prayer and she goes she goes I'm in desperation of prayer for my 14 month old son she goes so I don't know what it's gonna take but he's got and she gave me his illness and, and she goes this is what they said so I just texted out a prayer to her and I said in the name of Jesus and all she said was I'm gonna keep praying that over my son and over myself from here on out and I said that's all you have to do but it was the opportunity to say yes to him just saying like fine yeah and but people notice it people want to know and then they ask and you tell them you know let me give you some freedom in that pray this Pray this over your son. Pray this over your family. Guys, it's real and it's powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful. So come on, take a moment and just do that. And then we'll wrap this up. Yes, there's healing in his name. Yes, there's power in his name. Jesus, Jesus over addiction, speak his name, Jesus over our sickness, speak his name, Jesus, Jesus over depression. 
says you're saved by grace through faith. All right? So by crying out his name and believing in your heart, you're saved by grace through faith in who he is. So you can do that right there. You can just cry out to him. I can't pray nothing over you. I can't. There's nothing I can do for that. That's all you. So if that's new to you, if this is new to you, just take a moment while you're sitting right there. Just cry out his name. Believe in your heart. Mm. And that'll be a start of a wonderful relationship. Mm. Come on, Jesus. Touch this house.
know, it's funny. We give like 10 minutes for people to go to the restroom, get a drink of coffee, say hello to people. They still say hello to you. I love our family. I love the fact that we are not, look, it's your timeline, not mine. I already told you, I can sit up here all day long. I love y'all. I don't put any limit on that. I love y'all. You can, you can sit around and talk and chat. I know what God wants me to tell you. When I get done, I'm done. Is, uh, let me make sure everybody's in. Okay, hopefully everybody got their name in for the drawing. Miss Ginger put this wonderful gift basket together and other ladies had added some things, so we're gonna draw a name. Actually, I'm gonna let you draw it. I get to draw the name? Yeah, because Dana wants me to draw her name, but oh. she said if it's not hers, you gotta put it back. Okay, I'm loaded. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Should I look first? Yeah. If it's Dana's, we gotta put it back. And if it's Nikki Ailey, we got to put it back because Tim said no. <laughs> oh, okay, good, because he already said no. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Guess who? Nikki. Pam Bonds. <laughs> Congratulations. Also... What, one more thing. Here you go. Congratulations. Thanks, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> What's in there? There's, like a lot There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Any candy or anything? He's trying to take it. Don't show him. <laughs> it's from the women's. The women's ministry. The women's ministry. Yes. Um, one more announcement from me. It's not going to be up there. Uh, you know, the men's axe throwing is on the 10th of February. And the same night, the women are going to go bowling. So I just want to let you know, we'll put, I don't know if we're going to do any signups or not, but there'll be more information. I'll, I'll put it on the women's page. Thank you.
Okay, because not only does the line of Judah roar. Mm. You go to 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8. 1 Peter 5, 8 says, stay alert, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Then you go back to John, and John will tell you, in John, he says, my sheep know my voice. Okay, so you need to know his voice, you need to understand him, you need to understand who you're listening to. So a good way to do that is bounce stuff. You feel like, like God's speaking to you and God's giving you a word, bounce that against scripture, bounce that against wisdom, bounce that against people. Um, some stuff's really clear and it's nothing nothing big, but there's going to be some stuff that as you walk in obedience, as you start doing what God asks you to do, there's going to be stuff that you start hearing, you're going to be like, that's a little outside my comfort zone. Make sure it's his voice. Okay, make sure it's his voice. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you, brother, for, for bringing that to my attention. And that's for you to chew on, think about. Um, that voice comes around in multiple different ways. So, um, but if you are, here's the thing. So that's, look at that. That's, that's, the, that's the stuff beforehand. I like this. Let's get into the official stuff. So, <laughs> hey, if you are new here, do me a favor. Fill out a connect card. Let us know you came so we can call, reach out to you, pray with you, uh, share information about church. We can't do that if you don't give us some information. So um, just fill that out, please. You can get one at Connection Point, big wooden desk in the foyer. We'll make sure you get a card. Just drop it off there, uh, and we'll reach out to you. Um, if you want information about our church, you can download stuff. You can download our app. You can go to our Facebook site. You can do all these different things to get information about uh, who we are, what we do, why we do it, when we meet, everything that we do, because we tend to do a whole lot of stuff. I'm going to share that with you right here. Um, Kingdom classes, if you want to show up. Uh, we have a lot of people that grew up in Sunday schools and stuff, and this really is in Sunday school, but man, we call it kingdom classes. So uh, what we have is opportunities to, to get up there. That's the wrong slide. There should be another slide in, in there, but there it is. Um, so coming up, kingdom classes. Today was uh, the prayer toolbox with Jeff and Pam. So they had an opportunity to share about prayer and the tools that you need as you walk into prayer. Really good stuff. But next week, this is at 9 o'clock. So every Sunday at 9 o'clock we do this. We always have a different topic, stuff that... Is very good for building a firm foundation in who we are. Stuff that I don't always talk about up here, but stuff that's really good for you to grow. Um, now, next week is powerful. Next week is fun. It's called Meet the Family. So this is where we have our elders, our church staff, and our trustees. Just an opportunity to come on over there, uh, hang out with us. We get to share vision. We get to introduce you to everybody. We get to, you know, answer questions. You get to ask all kinds of questions about uh, the church, who we are, what we do. Just wonderful things. So it's a great opportunity to meet the leadership uh, of the gathering place. So please. Uh, if you need child care for that, okay, we do have child care available, but you need to request it so we can get that those people here on time. Okay, so if you want to go to any kingdom classes, we, we have child care, but you need to let us know ahead of time so that we can make sure we, if, if nobody signs up for it and nobody says, I want to go, we don't have child care. Then you show up with 12 kids. We're like, I don't know what to do with your kids because we don't have anybody here yet. Okay, so, so you do your part, we'll do ours. Um, February 12th, this personality profile, that's so important. Uh, when it comes to anything in leadership and anything we do, so that's important. Be over there for that spiritual gifts on the 19th, and then um, then we have rally day for small groups on the 26th. So we won't do kingdom classes. So uh, we have more stuff coming out. We have a whole list coming out for the month of March. It's going to be good. Uh, anyway, stay tuned for all that stuff. I'm excited. Next week is our baptism, baptism Sunday next week. So come on, guys. Look, it's a great opportunity. You've given your heart to Christ, haven't been baptized. What a great opportunity to come out and do it. Uh, just, man, we get to do it in front of the family, all that. We celebrate this. Maybe you, you were baptized before, but it was under a different assumption. You just didn't understand.
get baptized. You know, it's what an awesome opportunity. We say sign up just so that we know if we're going to fill up, you know, 900 gallons of water, it's nice to know we're going to have some people to baptize. <laughs> Plus, we get you a shirt and all the good stuff that goes with it. But I really want to talk with you, make sure you understand what's going on. Um, so it's a great opportunity. Please sign up if you're interested in that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be powerful. It's always something that is absolutely amazing. So sign up for that so we can talk with you. Okay, we have our Tuesday at the table. Uh, this is uh, coming up on February 7th. We have soup in the sanctuary, y'all. So we will tag this every time. So what this is, is come on with your favorite soup, your favorite uh, maybe even crock pot dish, I guess, soup, whatever the, whatever it is, something. Bring that out. We eat, we fellowship, we bring it in here. And then I'm in this thing on leadership. So Tuesday at the table is all about leadership. So we're going to be moving uh, deeper and deeper into transformational leadership, what that looks like, how we apply that with our walk with Christ. So what an awesome opportunity it's, it's coming on out. Child care is provided if you let us know. Once again, let, let us know you need that, but we're excited about this. Uh, please come on out. It picks up on the 7th. Um, God wants to do amazing stuff in that. Uh, then we have on February 10th our men's gathering. We're doing an axe throwing. Uh, come on, brother. Any guys like to throw sharp things at other things? I mean, who doesn't want to do that? Like, like, so let's sign up for this. That's a discounted price. Okay, so that's usually going to cost you 40 some odd dollars a person. Uh, so we got a discounted price. Show up. Uh, that, sign up, please. We have limited spots. So uh, we can only take so many people. So when they're full, they're full. Now, if they don't fill up, I'm going to open it up to the ladies to come join us. I get more excitement out of ladies throwing axes than anything. So men, fill up the spots. <laughs> the competition goes crazy when you involve the women. Telling you, we have four men signed up right now. We got five women that want to go. Four men signed up. They're laughing at us, guys. We're last-minute people, I understand, but but come on, it's February 10th. It's right around the corner, so so get signed up for this. This will be good. Uh, next thing's a special time. I want to make this announcement. I guess I should have talked to them first, but we're going to announce it today, uh, February 12th. This is going to be awesome. This is a Sunday. Uh, we are doing a wedding in the house. So we're really excited over this. You're like, we're doing a wedding on Sunday? Absolutely. So uh, Eric and Sonny, um, they are getting married. We have a slide for that. Where's the slide for that one? Hey, Amber, we got a slide? No slide? Ah, oh, man, we had a slide for that. Did I say no slide? It's out there? Okay. So they are getting married on the 12th, um, and they want to do that with their family. So what we're going to do is we're going to have normal service, y'all. And then at the end, as we go back into worship, what's going to happen is they're going to go get ready. And then we're just going to have family here, and they're going to come on down. And they're going to get married with the family. So everybody's invited. Come on. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, we'll do spontaneous baptisms. We probably won't do spontaneous weddings. Okay? We're going to need to talk a little bit about that stuff. Like, come sit and talk with us. So uh, don't bring your girlfriend and be like, you know what? Let's just do this with them. <laughs> Get on the calendar. We'd love to talk to you about that. Um, but yeah, please put that on your calendar. Be here. That's going to be fun. We get, we get to just celebrate them and celebrate the next step in their life and what they want. They want to do that, you know, in front of God, with God, united with God, and with their family, which is so cool. And they have family coming in also. So man, it's going to be good. So we look forward to that. Put that on the calendar. Okay, small group training. Uh, our small groups will be starting up at the end of uh, February. 
right before March. So our small group training is on the 19th. If you want to have a small group, you want to host something in your home, in the church, wherever, if God puts something on your heart, sign up, come talk to us, let us know, uh, reach out to us, let us know. We're going to have that training uh, and just kind of talk to you about how things go, what we do, how we do it. And then rally day will be the 26th. What rally day is, is you come in, uh, they'll have stuff set up in the annex over here and you get to go talk to everybody that's hosting a small group and, and figure out if that's where you want to do, if that's where you want to go, if that's how you want to get connected. Uh, really good stuff. Just put that on your calendar. And then my favorite one in the last announcement is the XO conference. This is on the 20, 24th and 25th. Come on. This is, I love marriage. So it's all about relationships, y'all. And uh, marriage is our number one thing. We, we, we sink a lot of resources into marriage. Uh, we love healthy marriages in the family. So uh, come on out for this. We have a marriage conference. Registration is required. Um, you can scan that little thing up there and uh, that'll take you right to the registration. I think it's $75 uh, per couple to come to this. Now that includes multiple meals, all kinds of gift bags, all kinds of wonderful information. This is uh, two days. So it's a Friday evening, then a Saturday uh, morning through middle afternoon. Uh, great opportunity. This is through the X, uh, through XO. Uh, that's Jimmy and Karen Evans. They put on an amazing conference. We actually live stream it in, but it's, it's really good. So if you've never done that before, don't knock it till you try it. Cause it's awesome that we get to have these amazing speakers, uh, pour right into us over a screen, but it's really good. Um, so I'm excited about that. Sign up for that. Let us know you're interested so we can get that taken care of. Whew. Ah, how about that right there? I'm done worn out now. Need to drink some more coffee. All right. Can we give it up for Kevin last week? <laughs> Here's what you don't understand. Like, poor Kevin. Like, not only did we go on an assignment to go speak to other churches in Illinois, but um, I took somebody with us that was supposed to go with us who was the other drummer. So Kevin... Had to get the church ready. Kevin had to drum. Kevin had to give the word. Kevin had a lot of stuff to take care of that day. So uh, thank you, Kevin, for, for doing a phenomenal job. We appreciate you. Hey, Crystal, in the, in, on the other side, thank you, Crystal, for taking care of Kevin. Uh, I appreciate it. you told him what time to be here, uh, how to get everything set up. That's good stuff. But, but thank you all so much. Um, Man, Kevin does an amazing job. You know how awesome it is to be able to, to walk away for a bit and not worry. Like, I didn't even worry. I was just excited to watch it online. I wasn't like, hey, what are they doing? What's happening at the church? I just got to walk away. And, and everything happens because we have an amazing family. It's not just Kevin. It's everybody in here because we have people in leadership all over the place. They just make everything happen. So thank you all for that. So, Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. And I ask you right now, Lord, we just, I just turn to you. Touch my lips. Touch my heart. Let this be all of you, none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. So yeah, we just came off from probably the busiest like week or two in a long time. Like I, I felt exhausted um, and there's a lot going on. So we've been busy. If, uh, I didn't even get to talk about some of this stuff because I wasn't here, but you know, Dan Moeller came in, which was absolutely amazing. Do you guys enjoy Dan? That guy's got a heart, man. And, and he just really cares about ministry. Um, you just need to understand his heart in that because he is, he does all that. And, and he's like, look, man, I just want to be a blessing. So you, you, you can't even give to that. That's, that's a man that will fly himself in and do what he needs to do to share the gospel. That's, that's big when, you know, he says he turns down 97% of the people that, that actually request him to come to their church. 
That's pretty powerful. 97, and, he, and, he, and he goes somewhere like 48 weekends out of the year. Because he doesn't have his own church. He travels to other churches. So, and he does all that because he's amazing. So I thank him for being here. And I thank you guys for welcoming him to the family. He absolutely loved this place. So uh, it was, I love hearing all about how much he loved this place. That makes me happy. Uh, he felt the love in the house. And that's what it's all about. Um, and then, see, that kicked off that weekend. And then that following week, we, we had our hoedown throwdown. Did everybody enjoy that? <laughs> First time I had a mechanical bowl in the church. That was fun, y'all. Like... Like, like, if you want to see the videos and the pictures, they're all out there on the website, Facebook. You didn't have a good time? Did you get knocked off the horse or bowl? Yeah, probably multiple times, huh? <laughs> but I'm telling you, man, thank you all for everybody that helped put that. You don't understand. This place turned into a banquet hall and then everything. We had stuff everywhere. It's just wonderful. Uh, we got to celebrate as a family. That's part of what we do. Like we just don't come in on Sunday and leave. And then maybe small groups once in a while. We like to do life together. We like to hang out together. We like to have fun together. And there's nothing wrong with that. So uh, we got to come together and, and just, we always pick a theme. So every year we pick a theme. We picked that theme last year was the Western, like, like hoedown, throwdown, come in your best Western gear. Man, we just went all out and we had a lot of people here. It was awesome. I think we had like, we had like 125 people or so show up um, that evening, which was really good. So we already picked our, our event for next year. So you can start getting ready. Okay, so prepare now ahead of time. Okay, we're, we're going to medieval times. So yeah, so I want to knight some people in the house. So uh, it's going to be fun, y'all. So medieval times next year, start getting your stuff ready. Um, we're going to have a good time as we celebrate a year. All we do on that is we celebrate a year. We, we look back at the year and go, man, this is what we did as a family. This is how we poured into the community. This is what we've done in the kingdom. So next year is medieval times. We are getting one of those big jousting things with the blow up thing. So I challenge you all. I have dropped the challenge. <laughs> We're going to hit each other with some big Q-tips. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Well, we left out of here that night, and we got home, and then that very next morning, we left really early to drive to Illinois. And like I said, it was a, a powerful... Sometimes you just have to obey God and do what he says, um, whether you want to do it or not. You guys got to know our heart. I want to be here every weekend. Like, I love you guys. I want to be in this house every single weekend. So when I miss a weekend, I don't like that. But there are things that I've got to fall under and authority I fall under, but also stuff that I, like, can I tell you the truth? Because they're not watching online. I love everybody up there. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go, but we went and it was so powerful. Well, you know, is that thing. Sometimes you don't want to go do stuff and God says, just trust me and just go do it. And you see hearts and minds changed and lives changed and, and you get to walk in with his love all over you and walk into places that don't experience that. And it was powerful. So thank you all for that. You know, it's, it's huge to be able to, to walk out of here comfortably and say, hey, uh, our family's going to be okay. And I'm going to go away and pour into somebody else's family and then be able to come back and, and just see that everything is awesome. And uh, we won't do that a whole bunch, but when I have to do it, just know my heart. I love this place. Um, I know where I'm called and what I'm supposed to do. So uh, I got to go up there with Brother Bo um, and a team of people we went up and we hit three three different churches we preached at and then had about five or six churches come together for a major thing. And, and we hit it all. I mean, we, we, we went to our first uh, biker church. It was like Leonard Skinner with worship music. These guys had like ZZ Top beards. I'm like, okay. 
So you just got to learn to go into that and say it's still worship. What they were singing was worship, and it was thick in there. It was powerful. Uh, we went to all kinds of churches. We went, uh, we went to a church in a place called Cairo. And if you don't know about Cairo, it, is, it was a spot that was tore down. Uh, racism was huge in that area. I mean, the whole place was like just left. It was like a ghost town. So we got to go in with a family, you know, and the pastor and his wife and kids were there. And there might have been 15 people in the church. And we got to go in and love on them. And the Holy Ghost just wrecked the place. And you can't, like, like they're like, you're going to come up here for, uh, yeah. Because God said, come on up and love you and let you know that you're not in this alone. Like, you're not doing this alone. Um, so it doesn't matter how many people. It could have been a family. It's like going to Mexico. Sometimes we go to Mexico. We're, we're sitting in someone's house with four people. And we're just preaching to them and loving on them. And it's so awesome to, to be part of that. So that's what we got to do. Now, was it exhausting? Yeah. And this ties right into what I'm talking about today. Because there's going to be stuff God asks you to do. And you're going to be like, ah, that just doesn't fit in my schedule. Like, I did not want to spend an entire week preparing for a hoedown throwdown, have an entire night long. We clean up, we go home, we get like five hours of sleep. We wake up, we drive seven hours to get up there. We got an hour to rest and then an hour to go to another church and then have service all night and then an hour back and then sleep for four or five hours, get up and then go have service somewhere else and then come back and go have service somewhere else. Go to sleep, get back up and drive home seven hours. And I was like, oh, you know, and it was a lot and you get tired. And then a day after that, we had to drive back to Huntsville for another conference in Huntsville. So we drove, we did a day of work and counseling and everything here. And I left out of here just in time to go home, grab my wife and say, now let's drive up to Huntsville. And we went up there and we watched, um, man, there was probably about 40 to 45 um, missionaries that came up that this was a celebration of a year, but these were, uh, we were with brother Britt up there and brother Bo and everybody and these missionaries came up front and they were just getting prayed over and, and anointed. And, and these guys were figuring out where they're supposed to go out into the world and what country they're supposed to go into. And I mean, it was just mind blowing, powerful, and we get to be part of it. And that just blows my mind all the time because I don't know about you guys. I'm happy sitting in my house sometimes. Just, I like sitting in my tree stand. <laughs> And I'm like, I get to be part of something bigger than that. We get to be part of something bigger than that because we support all that. And if you don't know what's going on there, we went up there with Brother Britt and Brother Britt's in Nicaragua. And down there, he's touching the entire country. So he's been the only, this is not what he does. He does house to house ministry, but now he's was invited into the Senate, invited into the Congress, got to pray with the president. And now they've released him to have big old, like full on, like events in, in like Billy Graham stuff in the whole country of Nicaragua. And that whole place is going to come to meet and hear the gospel um, because of him just saying, okay. And he didn't know why it's in, and, and it's just unbelievable. So you hear these stories and you get around people that are just saying, yes, like we sang this morning. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And these guys are going, yeah, like you, you want me to go there? And Sure. And you got to realize, you got to walk away from your, you got to die to yourself. It's not about you. Like you really have to understand why we're here. Like that's so big is to understand that, that we are here to serve him. That's it. Yeah, if we do it right, like we can have some really good times with that and we can spend time with our family. But man, if we're listening to him and he tells us to do it, like we're his, like we have sacrificed and said, Lord, use me. And he wants to do that. And he'll do that with every single person that says yes. 
And you might think, well, I can't reach people. These guys were like, I don't know, man. I was just sitting in my house. Lord says, go do something. And you go do it. And next thing you know, you're changing a country. I don't know. That's pretty big. So, so we got to go be part of that and, and meet some people up there that, that we're going to be doing a lot of good works with. I know about that. So, and that wasn't it. We came back that night, that morning. We had to go down to the Welcome Center in Millbrook. So I had to be there. We had to be at the church uh, 5.30, getting coffee ready for Bread of Life and getting donuts. And then we went over there and got to help hand out food to, the, to 300 people, uh, serve 100 and some odd cars. And we got to hand out donuts and, and coffee, which is awesome. But then we got to pray for them. And I'm telling you, it, this is not like, it's a lot of work. But we had an awesome team. Our Bread of Life team is absolutely amazing. Um, and and we, got to, we got to bring people in to do that. And, and we just went over there, man. We had people handing out food. We were praying for people. Just loving on people, man. And that's what it's about. If we could just learn that, that we can break down every chain of anything that, that, with love. Can you believe that? Like, we just go around and love people, hug people. You know, you know the greatest compliment is you walk up to someone's house and you're like, man, God's all over you. You're like, thank you. Because that's all I'm trying to be. We're just trying to resemble him in everything we do. And, and that happens all the time. I'm telling you all these things because, yeah, it was, it was busy, but man, it was a joy. Yes. It was a joy because then we had prayer night Friday night and we had this thing going with prayer and live music and non-live music and live music and then right back for prayer breakfast Saturday morning. Yes. This place has been saturated with prayer. Yes. This place has been covered. Yes. And now you're here Sunday. And you get to experience what's going on. And God's moving, man. He's moving, he's moving, he's moving. And you just need to say yes. You just need to be part of it. And none of that stuff, like I said, it sounds like a whole bunch. It's a busy week. Like I said, that's probably one of the busiest weeks I've had in a while. But man, so much joy, so much peace comes out of that. And then I already told you about the person we got to meet yesterday. Just, and you get to pray over babies and, and love on people. So that's what happens when it's all about him and you're all in. And that's the series that I started like three weeks ago, but then had to, had to surrender and, and allow, you know, allow Dan to come in. I was like, okay, I guess I'll let you come in and, and, and then go to Illinois to love on other people. So uh, maybe God just wanted me to touch base on that a little bit before I left. And now we're going to jump back into it. So we're in this series called All Him, All In. And it's all about putting God first. Surrendering to God first. What does he want in your life? What is he asking you to do? This is not about you going, how does he fit in my life? It's God, this is your life. I'm yours. What do you want to do? And then when he tells you what to do, it's about going all in. And I, I can, I kind of, you know, all in could be anything. I use poker term, <laughs> all in. I'm going to give you all my chips. I'm not hanging on to anything. Like, I can't back away now. If it doesn't work, I'm done. Anybody ever been there? That's a deep calling right there. When you say, Lord, I'm going to put everything on the table. And if you don't show up, I failed. But that's what this is. This is what God spoke to me about this year. It's going to be all God, all in. What are we willing to do when we actually hear his voice, when you actually know it's him speaking to you and he tells you what to do? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to say yes? Are you willing to walk in obedience? Are you willing to say all right, Lord, you got this. Because if it came from you, you're going to figure out a way to make it happen. 
And some of you are probably like, yeah, but nothing big. He never asked me big things. Like he never asked me to go to another country or do this or go here or go to another state. But he might ask you to, to maybe even give to that. Or he might ask you to go pray for somebody about that because they need confirmation. He might ask you to do all these little things that nobody else can do because no one else is listening like you're listening. So there's no level of, of where do I go with this? He's going to ask you to do something. And if you say yes, you never know where that fits in the picture. You don't know what piece of the puzzle that is. You're just a piece. Isn't it nice to be a piece? Like, and guess what? If you're missing a piece, the puzzle's not complete. You have a thousand piece puzzle, miss one piece, and you're like, man. I wonder how many times he's going, man, if that person, that could have been wonderful, if that person, that one person would have said yes to that one little thing. It's not, sometimes it's not, sometimes it's huge things. Sometimes it's things that you're like, I can't believe you're asking me to do this, but sometimes it's little things. You know, sometimes it's loving on somebody. Sometimes it's forgiving somebody, which by the way, we should be doing anyway. You're like, oh, I'm supposed to forgive them? Yeah. 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 I'm supposed to forgive them. (laughs) Sometimes he'll remind us of that. Hey, I'm going to really need you to go forgive them now. Like I've given you enough time. I need you to walk in obedience, go do that, right? So we're in this, putting God first. So what are you willing to put on the table for him? So I want to jump into Acts and just really just, I'm going to kind of refresh what I was talking about before, try to cover some new stuff and, and as fast as I can uh, to cover what God wants me to cover and without you falling asleep on me. If you're new here, this usually lasts about five hours. I'm just messing, just messing. I honor your time, but I honor his time first. So let's jump into this so I can get this out of the way. Uh, we're going to go to Acts 20, 24. And this is just Paul, because I'm just going to share this up front, because this is Paul. He's saying, you know, he's already, he knows what he's called to do. Remember, he's already had this, like, amazing encounter. He's already been like, really, Lord? Like, you want me to go where and do what and all this? And he's just completely submitted to all this. So um, this is where I pick it up just because I love this verse. It says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. He said, he said, my life is worth nothing to me. Sounds like he's all in. Because he wants to finish the work assigned to him by the Lord. Reflect on that a little bit. Where are you at in that picture? How do you, do you feel like that? Do you relate to that? Has he asked you to do stuff that you're not finished yet, but you kind of laid it on the side? His was to share the good news. Yours is, probably has to do with that. <laughs> I mean, in some way, shape or form, it's the good news. But what is it he's asked you to do? that you've laid aside and you're good with that. So you need to reflect back and go, man, what is it that I need to do? Because Paul said, man, my life's worth nothing. Now, Paul is an an amazing person, obviously, um, to be where he is in the Bible and everything he's done. He's he's obviously different. I get that. um, But I don't think that's unachievable. We'll put that on a pedestal and say we can never reach that. But he says, no, it's reachable happened to him. So we can reach it if we honestly go all in and say, I can do this because he knew what he was called to do. And he said he had to go do it. I mean, he would go to cities knowing that, you know, the Holy Spirit telling him the whole time, like, Hey, guess what? You're going to prison. Um, you're probably going to be beat. 
There's going to be a lot of pain involved in this, but go. And he's like, all right. I mean, what a great example. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not a great situation. But if you're trying to share the gospel and the love of Christ, sometimes it's going to take us places we don't really want to go. But when he tells us to go, we need to be strong and willing and walk in obedience. So he spends, you know, the first part, I'm going to, my whole goal here is I'm going to get to it now is really in Romans because I'm in Romans 12 and this is where I start off. I'm going to go back and review. And if you understand Romans, like he spends the first part of Romans up, up to chapter 12 talking about salvation, talking about, um, man, just giving your heart to Christ, talking about the, the doctrine of of what it's like to be Christ-like, to be a Christian, to be saved, to be, you know, what that is. And he, he compares it to the law and he says, it's not all about the law and it's, it's about grace. And, and there's all this stuff. So it tells you about that all the way up to chapter 12. So you can read it and you just keep getting the same old stuff. Like if you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. But this and this and this. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of stuff about salvation and doctrine on what that looks like. Then he gets to 12 and he goes, and, and he starts it off in, in verse one. It says, and so... And when you see and so in the Bible, and so means now, because of everything else I just said, and now that, that you've given your heart to Christ, he saved you, right? So, so now a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to heaven. Yep, you're going to heaven. He goes, but and so, <laughs> that's not what that was about. Like you've been forgiven of sins. Um, awesome. Jesus died for your sins. You understand that. Now you know that you've been forgiven. But he says, and so. So because of all that, now this is what I'm going to require of you. You have a choice to make. That choice doesn't determine whether or not, you know, you're, you're going to heaven or hell. That choice is what am I going to do with the gifts that God gave me? What am I going to do with the freedom God gave me? What am I going to do with this new life, this born again life that God gave me? These guys were taking care of some really important stuff out there. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> They're like bouncers. They came running in and sat down real quick, drinking their water like they've been running laps around the church. That's right. I love our teens. If you stand up, I'll call you out. <laughs> but here we are. But this is what he's talking about. I mean, this is, he says, if all this stuff, then this is what, I, what you need to do. Like, so, he, and it says, I'm, gonna, I'm reading out of NLT. And it's in Romans 12, 1. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I'm just going to keep reading because I want to read all 12 because eventually I'm going to cover all 12. Because of the privilege and the authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we, we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. 
If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in a confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. (laughs) I'm going to read that again. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. I didn't know that was in there. Just kidding. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Yes. Amen. Amen. Man, that's, that's like the second time. <laughs> Never pay evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Wow, what a chapter. Like, there you go. That's what he expects out of you. You gave your heart to Christ. He forgave you of your sins. He says, now go and do these things. I'm really just trying to give Brian a hard time. He's on the camera. (laughs) But how awesome is that? That he says, I've forgiven you and we forget the rest of it. Like we honestly have people that will do that, show up to church every day and, and, and not even ask him what he wants them to do. But they'll just sit in that, go back to, you know, they'll come on Sundays. They'll go back to work, go back to school, do their thing, come back on Sundays. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is what you're supposed to do. And these are works. Like, this is not going to be like, like, this doesn't get you any further with your salvation, right? This is not about salvation, right? This is not about those works. But he says, this is what I'm asking you to do. So, yeah, I'm going to review a bit um, because I hit one and two when I first started this three weeks ago. So I'm going to break them down real quick just to get you caught up in your mind. Um, Because I asked you to read this and study this so we can do this together. So in in verse 1, you know, I'm going to go back to that. And it says, and so, dear brothers, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So how do we worship him? Yeah, we can come in and worship him in church. I've talked about this. You you can worship him at your house. That's awesome. But he says, you really want to worship me? Give me your body. Give me your your life as a holy living sacrifice. Give it to me and let me do what I want with it. He goes, if you let me do that, that's truly worship. (laughs) You really worship me if you'll just obey what I'm asking you to do. Come on. That's true worship. If you go to Romans 6, go back all the way to 6.13, um, this kind of hit me when I was going through that. I was reading through all Romans again this morning. So if you don't think you can wake up and read a book of the Bible, I read through Romans this morning. Just wake up and read. Don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. 
So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. It says it right there. Your whole body. Give everything you have to be used as an instrument for God. He's like, I built you, I formed you, I placed you in your mother's womb before you're even thought of because I had a plan for you. So the fact that you're sitting here today, he planned that out. He says, you're here because I needed you here today because you need to hear something today. You need to sit next to somebody today. You were supposed to pat somebody on the back today, shake their hand today. You were gonna say an encouraging word to somebody today that's gonna change their lives. There's a reason You just got to keep your eyes and ears open and heart open to what he's telling you to do. This is just not by chance that you're sitting here. So what is it God's trying to speak to you while you're here this morning? So it says, give yourself completely to God. True worship. Hmm. Even if it's not what you want to do. It's not like, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll do this. (laughs) but that other thing, I'm going to have to wait on that. That one doesn't sound so good. This one, okay. This one doesn't cost as much and not costing financially. This doesn't cost enough emotionally. This, you know, that was, that was easy. Like, oh, you just want me to pray for somebody? Got it. Oh, but now now you want me to go like, I don't know, let's go crazy. Buy my car. Huh? Like, Lord, why would you like, that can't be the Lord. Which line is that, Rick? <laughs> you know, which one's speaking to you? You better know his voice. You better know what he's telling you to do. And if he tells you something, bounce it off. Get some wisdom and knowledge from other people. Because it might sound crazy. You might automatically check that wasn't the Lord. He would have never. He'd never said that. Yeah, he would have. So, so what do you do when, when what he asks you to do is not your cup of tea? Like I said, I didn't want to go to Illinois. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's a 14-hour round trip. I've done that on planes before, but people come serve you stuff, and <laughs> you can sleep. But when you're driving up, driving back, trying to get ready, I was like, man. But they obviously had something that I was supposed to do there. He had something for me. And, and I love it because we went up there, and... And I watched God work in amazing ways, even in the, the, the small church we went to, just where we started loving on these kids, and they're all over us, weren't they, Aaron? I mean, these kids were, were up in Jules' lap, braiding her hair, and, they, and Amber had one, and eventually, eventually, you know, I knew the Lord was speaking to her, because the Lord told me to tell Amber to go pray for this girl, and she was like, man, I knew that was, <laughs> like, I was sitting there, and he just told me to turn around and look right at her. I said, you're supposed to go talk to her, and she's like, mm. so I had to take the baby out of her hand and carry the baby, but that's what I love. See, I'm watching that in new believers. I'm watching this in people that have been radically changed within the last year, but they're so obedient to his voice that they're ready to go. We, we almost left her multiple times while we were up there. We left the biker bar and it's cold. We're outside trying to warm up the car. I'm like, where's Amber? I go back in. She's praying with some, some young lady that she doesn't know. She just got her wrapped up and they're praying. And, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll stand here. <laughs> I guess she's I guess she's doing what the Lord wants her to do. It's cold outside and we're hungry. Come on, y'all. But that's how it works. Like, but that's how obedient she is. She's like, no, I'm supposed to do that. Whether you leave me or not, I'm supposed to go pray for that girl. Um, And out of all those things, she's praying for people. She's doing it. She's getting phone calls. Even yesterday from Illinois with girls that are like, I've lost hope. I don't know what to do. 
and she's counseling them on the phone and helping them. I'm telling you, and it's all through obedience. It's all through just listening. And what you did is you just opened a pathway for God to touch them. They got to experience the love of God through her. And they can do that with every single one of you in everything you do. Because he's calling you to do stuff and it doesn't matter how small it sounds. It's the love of God coming through you to touch somebody, to change their lives. I'm telling you, man, it's so powerful and it's the little things. Hmm. But you got to hear his voice, right? Do that through faith. I'll tell you, because I missed it. Because, you know, when you hear his voice a lot, man, it, it's good. It gets real clear, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't operate in the prophetic a whole bunch. I proved that with the Cowboys. They lost. I don't understand it. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. I did, did not hear that from the Lord, just so you know. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to get the bouncers to take you out in a second. You just, so, but here's the thing. So here's what I know is that I went up there and I'm praying over these, the, the, these ladies. And this is how the pastor did it up there. He just called them up and he said, pastor, I need you to pray over these girls. And I'm like, okay. And I'm just praying over. Them. I don't know. I have no clue. They didn't tell me anything. And inside of me, I get the prick in the, in the tug to pray for a pain in her stomach, but I don't do it because I'm like, Lord, because I don't operate in a prophetic all the time. In fact, in this family, I have people that do that. So I don't tend to, to, to walk in that like that. I can, but, but it's something when you start doing that, when I was doing that more, man, it was quick. I could pick it up, man. I'm hearing his voice and I was calling, but then when you don't do it a while, cause you step back with people, that's why we have so many people in our family that do these things. So I, I don't get to do it all the time, and that's fine, but we have a family, we have a body of believers, right, that make up that ministry so I don't have to. So I was like, Lord, that couldn't, like, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. So I didn't pray over this painter. So I, cause she looked perfectly fine. And the whole time, I'm like, Lord, tell me what's wrong with this girl. And he's like, I just did. Like, he's like, listen to me, right? So I don't. And then this is what the pastor does. After we pray for him, he goes, now, tell them what's wrong. And she goes, well, my parents were in a car accident yesterday and my mom got impaled in the stomach. And it just hit me. And what it was, was an opportunity. I didn't say anything. You don't say anything after that because now it doesn't mean anything. Like it lost the meaning. But what God was trying to do was inject her with so much faith that he's listening and that he's right there. And I got to experience the bad side of not obeying him. Because I'm going, man, I could have just, man, you could have felt the love of God so big on that one moment. Because I'm like, all he wanted her to know was that I got this. Like, I see the pain and I've got it taken care of. But it was because I didn't obey. And why? Because, well, honestly, I don't operate in that all the time. So because I don't, I tend to let other people do it. I just, I was like, I don't know if that's really, you know, it's weird. And he operates in visions with me. I get a lot of visions. So I saw her, I saw a stomach, I saw pain. So I just, when you don't do a lot, that's why you got to operate in the gifts that he's given you. You can't sit back on those things. He's given you those gifts for a reason. And you need to be in tune with him and in tune with your gift and start operating in that. And we'll get into that because that's all part of what we're going to talk about. Oh, let's go to verse two because verse two we talked about before too. You guys okay with this? Are we catching up? You guys following along? All right. Oh, I forgot the good taste of coffee. All right, verse two, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Then. So after all that, so don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. What are those? Behaviors and customs. Just look. Go on Facebook. Go on the news. Go on everything. The world operates differently than, than we're supposed to operate. Because I can tell you this, the world doesn't operate with the love of God. And we're supposed to operate with the love of God. And what's the love of God? Love is patient and kind. Come on, we can keep going and going and going. It's all the stuff that stretches us. It's all those things. He says, so don't do that stuff. Don't copy the behavior of the world and customs of the world. Get away from that. Do what I'm asking you to do. And then, what's it say? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So quit copying what the world does. Get all that stuff away. Change the way you think, right? We can't think the way the world thinks. We got to think the way he thinks. Think the way it's kingdom thoughts. It's kingdom love. It's kingdom mindset. Hmm. And when you do that, I'm telling you, I could just throw love into that. If you just throw love into that, it changes the world. Just throw love into it. Because if you truly love the way we're supposed to love, you have no beef with anybody. I don't care what they did to you. I don't care what they said to you. I don't care how much money they owe you. You love them. Not hold the fence, not do all these other things. You just love them. So when you practice that and get rid of the yeah buts, but I have a right, you don't. You don't have a right to hold a fence. You don't have a right to do those things. You can say you have a right, but you don't. Not if you're a child of God. So there you go. That's one of those checkpoints. <laughs> Take a good look in the mirror. How can I fix this? How can I change the way I feel? Well, what is, what's that person that, that, that bothers me so much that I can't talk to him at work? What's the, who's that person that when I go to school, I can't, like, I don't even want to walk by him. Maybe you're just supposed to go up and hug them. Yeah. You guys are squirming right here. A lot of squirming going on. Bouncers right behind you. Get ready, guys. <laughs> I love the students being up here. This is awesome. So what lens are you looking through? We can't see the world through the, a lens of the world. We got to put a kingdom lens on. Man, that's crazy. What lens are you using? You know, Brandon's got sunglasses, right? When you put them on, it changes the view of everything. Kevin taught on this before, right? I mean, it's a great example. It changes what you see. It changes how you see. When I put glasses on, I can actually read my Bible without this big screen. That's powerful. Changes the way I see things. When I actually read it, the way, what it says is change the way I think. There you go. There's some in there. But this, this is what it means. It means you got to die to yourself, surrender to him. You can't put you first. You put God first. It's not me, 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 me. It's him, 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 him. If you remember when I talked about this, it says he'll transform you. But remember I talked about a transformer? And I said a, a, a transformer toy doesn't do anything if you stare at it. It's a transformer. 
It's in whatever spot you left it, right? But it has to be transformable. And then something actually has to move it and twist it and turn it. And God says, if, you're, if you'll make yourself transformable, I'll transform you. But you got to open your heart and your mind to that. You got to think the way I think. And you got to say, come transform me, Lord. I'm going to give it all to you. You make me into whatever you want to make me into because you already know what I'm supposed to do. So it's okay to be different. Anybody feel like they're different? <laughs> I love to be different, y'all. I love walking into places like, you're different. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord. We're all different. We're supposed to be different. He didn't make any one of us to be just like the person next to you. He called us to all different things, to do different things, to walk in different ways. All right. So I'm going to jump into, uh, I'm just going to cover a little bit more in Romans. I'm going to go in Romans 12, 3 through 5, and I might cover it all. I might not. If not, we'll come back to it next week. Verse 3, it says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. I love when someone gives me a warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. I'll read in 4 and 5, and then if I get to it, I will. So just as our bodies have many parts, and each, each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. You know, I read all kinds of translations. So we do a lot of NLT this year. I'm studying NLT this year. I've done, every year I try to pick up another thing, just read it and, and teach out of it because I think it's important. But when I went back to this, I read this in the Passion. Um, just because I, the Passion, because what I did is when I break down this whole thing, I'm writing. You know, when I do this, this is how I study, guys. I'll read it and then I go down and I start reading Greek, Hebrew. I start writing stuff out. I start getting definitions. And I said, well, hey, um, so then I was reading, I switched over to the Passion and I started reading in that. You know, if you do this on your app, you can just click, click, click. And I read like all kinds of, and when I was reading it, it was really close to what they're trying to say. It's a little wordy, but it says, God has given me grace to speak a warning about pride. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. And then you will see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. So in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we all have been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. When I broke that down, that was really, I mean, that's like if, because when you break that down, there's a lot of words on your paper when you break down a verse. I'm just letting you know. And I was like, man, that kind of captures a lot of that. That's actually shorter than what I broke down. So, but I love reading it just in different translations just because it shifts your mind a little bit. And you go, hang on, is that what it means? And it drives you to go dig deeper. So it's always good to just flop back and take a look at different things. I don't just read one and only one. Okay, but here's what he did. So going back to that first one, he says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me. He goes, I give each of you this warning. So this is the warning. You know, he gives us a warning, but he does it out of a gift. Paul's an apostle. He's been given the gift of an apostle. Therefore, he has the faith of an apostle. And this is big. And he goes, that's why he goes, I can come to you this way 
because of the privilege and authority God has given me. And he's not just saying this is only you, this is also him. So he has this authority. He's operating in his gifting. And he says, don't think so highly of ourselves. All right, he says, don't think that you are better than you really are. And what he's referring here is, as you, it says, be honest with your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourself by the faith God has given us. And when it talks about faith here, this is not the, the saving faith. Like, you know, there's a saving faith. Like there's, 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 I give my heart to Christ and I'm saved. That's saving faith. So there's, you, you can't like, there's no measure of that. Like you can't be more saved than somebody else. Does everybody understand that? So you can't measure that faith. So every time you see faith in the Bible, it's not the same faith. Okay, so when you see this, he's saying, he's saying that, that we got to evaluate ourselves with the measuring our, by measuring ourselves by the faith God has given us. So saving faith, not measurable. And this is why, you know, it's a different faith because he goes, what's the faith God has given us? We got to measure ourselves by the faith God's given us. Like, what are you talking about? And this is what he's saying. He's, he's already given you an example. I'm the apostle, so I have a different level of faith. So he'll give you gifts and he'll line that up with faith so you can operate in the gift. So you'll have enough faith to operate in the gift that he's given you. So, so faith comes with authority. Faith comes with the ability to actually do something and believing and walking out. Like I look at Brother Bo. He left 20 some odd years ago and went to Mexico. Faith. He was called to something bigger and he had the faith to do that. I couldn't have done that. Especially 20 some years ago. Right? But he had the faith to go, I'm going to take my family with no money and no provision and no vehicle and ride in my buddy's truck and they're going to drop us off in Mexico with babies. That's faith. But he gave him a measure of faith to go with the calling on his life. Right? I mean, but this is what you got to understand. So God's given you a gift and where you're going to do, you can do spiritual gift assessments in a couple weeks if you go to the kingdom class. It's important you understand your gift because God's giving you gifts with a measure of faith to actually operate in the gift. Right? So, so there's a faith inside of you already, a measure of faith inside of you for you to do whatever he asks you to do. So if he's asking you to do it, he already knows he's given you the faith inside to do that. You just got to operate in it. You just have to walk in it. And it changes for everybody. So if that's true, you know, I think... Hmm. So go back. Don't think too highly of ourselves. Or don't think too highly of yourself. What he's saying is, don't think you know it all. Like, I've given you faith to operate in this. You don't need to operate in this, in this, in this, in this. He goes, don't think you can do it all. I didn't make any one of you to do it all. I'll tell you this. I, I have the faith to operate in, in a role of a pastor. What that means is that I like to sit down and hear all your problems. And I have enough faith to walk that out. And I have the faith probably to, 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 to go greet somebody at the door and hospitality. Those, those are things that God's given me. There's some things that I don't want nothing to do with. And God's not giving me the grace and the faith for it. Because he's not called me to it. That's why... We can't run this family and do what we do here without everybody involved because we're one body. We have all kinds of parts. So we all have different gifts. 
right? Because I, I can't do it all. I'm not supposed to. He didn't make us that way. He goes, I've given you a gift and the faith to do your gift. And he's given you a gift and you a gift and you a gift. And you already have the faith inside to do that. You just have to make a choice. Do I get to be part of it or not? It's like a body. He says a body, right? So I saw Amber this morning. This has popped me in the head. She was back there putting lotion on her elbow. So I thought elbow, okay? So if, if you're, if the part of the body you're supposed to be is the elbow, I'm going to give you a good, good illustration here. And you didn't want to be the elbow. And I have two elbows, and neither one of you wanted to be the elbow. I can't eat. <laughs> I can't scratch my face. I can't do a lot of things, y'all. I can't hug if I don't have an elbow. So if you're called to be an elbow in the body, God's given you the faith to be the elbow in the body. And if you don't do it, we can't operate the way we're supposed to operate. So you got to figure out what great, what is he giving you? What are you supposed to do? What's your gift? We all have a gift. We're not part of this family without a gift. We're not part of this body without a gift. He's giving you something. You need to figure out what that is and then start operating in it. Okay, but that's how you measure your faith. It's not like, like, yeah, I can do it all. No, you can't. No, you can't. It's not what he said. I think about this in the military. I thought, I could, I thought that I was the, the man in the military. I did everything. And I was like, man, I'm retiring. You all, what are you going to do? When I leave, next day, someone's in my office. <laughs> they got their stuff up. My stuff's boxed up. I'm like, that was quick. Like, I really thought. That, that I was really good. Like, I really thought that, that, that you guys could not operate without me. They're like, nah, we're good. <laughs> we trained somebody else up, right? And, and you're not that good. Same thing. You might think you're everything to the body. So what you end up doing is you start operating in gifts that you're not supposed to operate in. You're operating out of faith you don't have. You might be trying to operate in a gift that you're not supposed to operate in. There's a reason why not everybody comes up here. That would be like me trying to play the drums. I have not been gifted in that, Nene. You have. There's a calling on your life to get in there and play the drums for him. Not me. I would make some noise, y'all. I, I guarantee you I can make some noise on that thing. But it's just going to be noise. It's just going to be noise. So what gift are you trying to operate in just because you think you're all that? What are you trying to do just because you think you want that honor? You want to be in a position where people will honor you. But that's not the gift he put on your life. Like he needs you to operate where he's put you to do what he's asked you to do. You guys getting this? I need the bouncers. I need you to go start my car up. Have it ready to go. So when I <laughs> got armor bearers all over the place. Mm. 
So faith is a measurement, right? Faith is a measurement. So I, some, and this is a tough one, but I don't know. I, I, I wrote this down and I'm, I'm trying to verify that I'm saying it right. And if I'm wrong, you can come correct me. Because I, I, it was on my heart this morning. So how much faith you have directly correlates to the gifting in your life. And I think that, that, that if you have a lot of faith, he can take you as far as you want to go and he'll do gift and callings upon callings and gifts upon gifts. And you can go from this level to that level as long as you have the faith to do it, right? So what stops you from going further and further and further in your giftings, because we can have all the gifts we want if he'll give it to us. And he says, I'm just waiting on you to have the faith to do it, right? So, so you control that. And you got to measure that by, well, what's the last thing he asked me to do? Did I serve the way he wanted me to serve? Did I do what he asked me to do? That gift that he asked me to do and use, did I actually use it? Or did I say, that's not good enough? I don't want to do that part. <laughs> like, oh, I just want to do that part. Like, I'm just keep pointing up here because it's a stage. And a lot of people, a lot of people think there's something special about this. That's why I preach down here. Because to me, there's nothing, this is just a, this is just a structure, All right? This actually helps us with the video cameras. <laughs> But is there power in that when you speak, when you get in front of people and you speak God's word and worship and whatever you say goes out, right? So you, you got to make sure you're serving in the gifting that God's given you and asked you to do. Ah, oh, it's so important. I'm just using this, but it's everything. It's from our kids. Don't you want people pouring in your kids that are anointed and called and gifted to pour in the kids? You don't want me pouring into your kids. <laughs> you do actually, I'm just lying. But I will duct tape them to the wall. They're easy to find that way. You just walk in, you're like, which one's yours? Right there. In fact, I want to invest in Velcro. We're going to Velcro all the walls in the children's ministries, put a Velcro suit on when they come in and just... I've solved it all. I don't know where Dana's at, but man, I just figured it all out right there. I do love your kids, but I know this, that I can't go back there. I'm not gifted to go back there and sit with them for three hours while somebody preaches. No. I would lose all my hair. Don't you say nothing. Anyway. All right. And that's kind of, I'll just finish it up. I want to wrap this up because I'll cover, I'm going to talk about four and five just because it ties into what I said. And it says, just as your bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. You don't understand when you hold your gift back, you're holding it back from your brother and your sister who's sitting beside you. Man, you're, you're holding back a gift that God gave you to pour into somebody that you love, family members that you love, family members in this house, people outside this house. Hey, they like to make a presence known right there. I love this. I love this. You know, I just think about that. We're all part of that. We're all part of a body. And we can't do it. Like, like he can do this, but if we weren't here, would, would it matter? Yeah, if nobody was here, you wouldn't be playing around like that. He'd probably just be worshiping the Lord, right? 
but you know, they're having fun because we're here and, and that's important. It matters. It matters. We're all part of this. We're all part of all this. If you guys weren't here, I wouldn't be here preaching. We tried that during COVID. I was preaching to a camera. That's not good. It takes all of us doing what we do to come together and do this as a family. It's like a football team. You can have the best running back in college football, walk them out there and, and play with no offensive line. I don't care how good you are. But you know what? The tackle has a job. The, what's that? <laughs> yeah, the tackle has a job. The guard has a job. The center has a job. Everybody has a job. They have a gift. They have a calling. They have to do something to make it so everybody else can operate and do what they do. We're a team, y'all, and God has put us together to operate that way. And some of you are sitting back, not doing anything with that. And he's putting stuff inside of you. He's put stuff inside of you and you're just sitting on it. And he says, I'm calling you out of that. I'm calling you out of that. And what we're doing is we're raising up students and kids to operate in giftings and callings and you're sitting there going, yeah, I could do that, but I just, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. He says, I'll give you the faith. I'll give you a measure of faith that will allow you to come up here and do what you're supposed to do. And I'm just gonna keep talking about this, but it's everywhere. It's on the cameras, it's in production, it's the kids, it's the parking lot, it's loving on people, it's serving when we go out and hit the community, it's missions, it's all kinds of stuff that he's put in your heart and he's giving you a gift to do it and we're not doing it. So I'll go back and challenge you. Take a good, hard look in the mirror. Take a look at, I can't look at you and tell you what God's called you to do. I have no clue. You can, because when you look in the mirror, you can't lie to yourself. You can't go, you know what? He's really happy with me sitting right there in that seat. You'll tell on yourself. Because <laughs> you'll be like, I know exactly what he called me to do. and I'm just not doing it. So that's your challenge this week. I start thinking about that. What are you supposed to do? What's he called you to? It doesn't even mean it's in this, in this house. I mean, this is anywhere. I mean, it could be anything. But what's he called you to that you just not acted on? You've not walked in obedience. Because that's all he's asked us to do. He said, I sent my son to die for you. To die for your sins. And now that you've accepted that, and you've accepted your salvation, I'm gonna ask you to do a couple things for me because the whole world needs to know about me. We gotta change the perspective. I love when we start talking about fear the Lord. There's a lot of world that fears the Lord in a, in a posture that's scared. Like, like I'm scared of him because that's all they've ever been taught. And he goes, but I sent my son. And Jesus says, I only do what I've seen my father do. So if Jesus has done it, that's exactly how his father is. If you see me, you see my father. So he goes, I'm trying to change the way you think about who I am. He says, I love you. I care about you. I'm not an angry God. Y'all got it wrong. I sent my son to correct that. And all we have to do is submit to that. Change the way we think. Receive that love and start operating like that. We can change the world. We can change the world. Just go love on people. Just go truly love on people. Forget all the other stuff. Don't ever let that even pop in your head. 
Well, here comes Timmy last time. Nope, get it out of your head. Here comes Timmy, love on. I use Timmy, not Tim. But that's what I'm saying. Like you, but we always have these things that happen, right? As we're walking around and you'll see somebody and all of a sudden it just, a memory pops up and you're like, squash it. You don't have a right to look at somebody without the eyes of Jesus. Man, start walking that way. The world will change. And he's challenged us to do that. He's challenged us to do that. So that's you. Let's just, I just want to pray. We're going to have our prayer partners at these crosses on the left and the right over here. So if you need prayer for this, um, even if it's just prayer to start walking in obedience, maybe, maybe there is something you're holding on to and you're like, I just need to get rid of that. Then like I said, don't, like I gave you an opportunity to begin this service. I'm going to give you an opportunity to end the service. <laughs> don't walk out of here with that. You were here for a purpose today. He brought you here on purpose today. He knew this was going to happen today. And he says, I'm giving you another chance. Take all that stuff that stops you from seeing like me, talking like me, loving like me, walking like me. Get rid of all that today. Leave it here. Leave it at the altar. Leave it here. And go out and live your life in a gift and a calling I've called you to do. And the only way you're going to do that is to die to yourself. Because it's not about you. It's not about any of that stuff. It's all about him. Father, we love you. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that we get to do this. I thank you, Lord, that, that this family's here. I thank you for everybody in this room, everybody watching online, Lord. I thank you that you care enough about them that they were here today. And I thank you, Father, that, that you just continue to, to show up in mighty ways and you continue to change the way we think. I thank you for your son. Father, right now, I ask you to search the hearts and minds of this place. Man, prick the hearts in this house. Touch them, Lord. Touch them. Give them the courage. Give them a boldness to, to step forward. Give them a boldness to go get prayer. Give them a boldness to start doing what you asked them to do and not worry about anything else because, God, you've given them the faith to do what you've called them to do. Father, give them boldness to, to release anything that's stopping them from walking in what you want them to walk in. Father, we just ask that you just allow us, give us that freedom to just leave it here today. Not to, not to walk out of here with the same stuff we walked in with. So Father, touch them. Heal them. Heal hearts. Broken hearts, Lord. Heal the broken hearts. Move in their lives in a mighty way. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, guys. You stand to your feet. Um, we're going to close out. Um, let, me, uh, let me pray over offering. Um, man, we, we're just awesome. I love this family. You guys, you guys have faith to give, and we don't have to talk about it. So there's ways to give on up on the screen. I can tell you this, that... that that we have given out over $46,000 just to the community this year from this house. That's good, y'all. $46,000. Just think about that. 
to serve the community and to serve ministries and, and to do things that we can't do on our own. So we support people doing those things. We can't do that without you. And we don't have to get up here and twist your arm. It's awesome. <laughs> we just say give cheerfully. And if you're not gonna give cheerfully, don't give. Like, we don't want that. <laughs> like, you, just, just be cheerful. Be a cheerful giver, you know, and let God speak to your heart and give what he tells you to give. Um, but I tell you, because you do give, we get to do all kinds of stuff. It's amazing what God does with what you give. So thank you for that. So Father, right now, I just pray for this offering. Lord, I, I just pray, Lord, that you just bless the gift, bless the giver, Lord. And, and I just know you can multiply that. You can do amazing things with it, Lord. So we, we surrender it to you for your kingdom. Father, you have your way with this offering, Lord. We ask that you just help us steward it and do whatever it is you want us to do. So Father, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can also give at the, the door when you leave out. If you're, a, if you're an offering envelope person, we have ushers at the door. You can just drop it in the basket when you leave. Guys, I love you. I thank you. We look forward to seeing everybody next week. God bless. All right, now play. <laughs>